Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, y'all are amazing. Y'all are awesome. We love y'all. We love y'all. Y'all are amazing. I want to say, I want to honor you. And uh, it is hard to believe that Heidi and I have been in Louisiana for 20 years. Uh, we, we moved from Texas. Heidi's, I don't know if y'all knew this. I don't know if y'all could tell from her accent that she is a Texas girl. Ass, you know. And uh, we moved here 20 years ago. I like to say we got here as fast as we could. And so after 20 years, and y'all have accepted us just like uh, uh, Louisiana folks, right? So y'all just took us in. And so we're from Louisiana now. Is that okay? Can we say it? After 20 years, we are Louisiana. I, I revoked my Texas citizenship because they think they're a state. I mean, they think they're a country. And uh, so we're, we're, we're from Louisiana. And what, a, what a joy. We, did, we didn't get all the decisions right in our life, but we did get that one right. And I want to honor you because I want to say thank you. Over the last 10 years, the Opelousas campus, and, and many of you have been in now, you've seen it, or you've driven by it, and we couldn't have done that without you. I mean, it's the beauty of building together. It's every joint, we're all connected, forms a body, and the scripture says that one joint supplies what the other joint needs. And so thank you. Uh, y'all have sacrificed financially, sacrificial giving to see something that could not have been done there by itself. It's part of the beauty. And now Opelousas gets to be a part of wherever the next one is. And we get to sacrifice for something. And then we're just going to keep doing that over and over and over again. We're just getting started. Can I get a big amen? And if you're watching at home, our correctional facility, can we just have a quick prayer for Pastor Jacob? He's out ministering today, and uh, just, let's just pray for him. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, fill Pastor Jacob afresh and new. The unction of the Holy Spirit rest upon him. We pray for the word, not a word, but the word for that body that he's ministering to today, the very room he's speaking in, for the unction of the Holy Spirit, and you would use him as an instrument in your hand for the purposes of God. Speak forth through that vessel. May he have the word of the Lord on his lips. We thank you for he and Michelle. We pray their blessings upon them. May they be rested and renewed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Come on, give it up for our senior pastor, Pastor Jacob. Very excited to speak this word to you. This is the third time. I don't know about you, but Jesus always saves the best wine for last. So y'all, the 11 o'clock. I've had a bunch of caffeine in between the two services, so I'm feeling good right now. People say you should stay hydrated. I say you should stay caffeinated. <laughs> Thank y'all. I, I, I want to I give you a word. I want to I say something over you. I want to speak this verse over your life, if I can just do that. I just, if I could just be a pastor. And uh, we, we, got, we got a lot coming at us right now in the world, right? A lot coming at us. 2020 was a rough season for a lot of us. What's in the future? I don't know. I don't. It's it probably going to get worse. It probably will. I hope it doesn't. But if I look through my firstborn eyes, I can see the trouble. 
But if I look through my born-again eyes, are y'all hearing me? But if I look through the born-again eyes, you can see the hand and God moving in supernatural ways. And by the way, I said this to the other two services, nothing comes to you that doesn't first pass through the hand of God. Let me say it again. Nothing comes to you that doesn't first pass through the hand of God. So if it comes to you and you go, oh my gosh, just know that God allowed that to happen. He, and, and if he allows it, then he can do something about it. And I want to take you to this passage of scripture that Paul is going to speak over Timothy, and I want to speak it over you, that the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. Now, let me say it again. The Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. So if you're feeling fear, and it's okay because you, you know it comes, and you go, ah, what are we going to do? What's going to happen next? What's the next thing? We're, we're living in a world of division and all that. You, you're just seeing it. You're happening. And, and here's what, for God's not giving us a spirit of fear. So we know where it's not from. If y'all will talk back to me, we'll finish this a lot faster. Can we practice? God's not giving us a spirit of fear. Amen. So, so you go, okay, well, we know where it's not from. So what has God given us? I love the passage when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against us. So we see the flood of fear and now we're going to say, okay, so what is God going to do? What's the standard? But he has given us a spirit of power. Now let me tell you what that word power means. It doesn't mean strength, though it could be strength. It, it's the word deutimus. It's the Holy Spirit power. It's, it's when yours is done, his begins. Now let me say that again. When yours is done, his begins. It's where you have faith when you shouldn't have faith. It's where you have peace when you shouldn't have peace. It's the peace that passes all understanding. Can I get a witness? Is there a gray hair in the room? No hair. Gray hair or no hair. Or colored hair. Because I know there's some of that up in here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's where he comes in and you go, you know, there is a lot going on, but I feel a real peace about what God's up to something. The peace of the Lord. He said it will guard your heart and guard your mind. That Holy Spirit power. We need the Holy Spirit right now. Can I get an amen? Holy Spirit, lead, direct. God, Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. He's, he'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll remind you. He'll encourage you. He'll strengthen you. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. And then he says, but I haven't also that. So here's, here's the standard. It's not just power, but he says, then I'm going to give you love. Everybody say love. Okay, watch this. You got to be careful because you'll get sucked into the culture. Watch it. The culture has a riptide on it. I don't know if you know what a riptide is. That's where you go out into the ocean, the waves are going, and the riptide will rip you and take you out. The culture has a riptide to it. It's always pulling on you. Watch the divisions that are going on. We're, we're dividing about everything right now. Everything. It does not matter. Mask, no mask, vaccine. No vaccine, Republican, Democrat, black, white, and I could go on, rich, poor, nah, he, huh? You, you could go on and on and on. It will try to pull you down into it. 
It'll ask you to choose a side. Which side are you on? Look at me. I'm on neither side. I'm on the Lord's side. There's another side. There's a third option. Look at me. There's, our job is to stay on our mission. Our mission is a mission of love. To go reach rich, poor, black, white, masked, unmasked, vaccinated, not vaccinated, Republican, Democrat, straight, gay. You know, it does not matter. We have to stay on our mission. And our mission is not who gets in the White House. Our mission is who's going to heaven and who's not. Jesus put labels. Okay. There's only two labels you'll ever see Jesus put on people. And it wasn't rich, poor, black, white, Republican, Democrat. All the labels that we use, he only used two labels. Lost and found. Lost and found. To re, re, refocus us back on our mission of love and the very reason why we're here. Reaching people, building lives, love. I had a text last night of, of someone who just said, and he sent the text that was sent to him. You know how people do that? They copy it. I'm not real techie. So he said, here's the text I just received. How should I respond? And it was the confession of a friend just talking about what he's going through. And, and he's choosing to whatever and do whatever. And he just blah, 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 blah. And I said, I just simply said, what would Jesus do? Jesus would love him. Jesus would pray for him. Don't worry about the sin. Love the person. You need to stay close enough to love him so that you'll have the opportunity because he obviously respects you so that you can minister to him. Don't worry about what he's doing on this earth. Worry about where he's spending eternity because if you can just get him to know Jesus, Jesus will take care of all that stuff he's spewing on the... Just get him... Just stay in love. Well, I wanted to tell him something. No, no, don't tell him nothing. Love him. Watch this. So, spirit of fear, but power, love. And then I love the last one. He just, and a, oh, if we ever needed a sound mind now. What does sound mind mean? It means that we would operate with wisdom. Pastor Jacob and I prayed last night. We've got, a, we got some decisions to make around the corner and we both simply said, what do you think? And I said, well, I, I really don't know. I said, what do you think? He said, I don't know either. And so we said, well, then we just ask God. <laughs> Lord, we need your wisdom. We need the wisdom of the Lord. We confess that we don't have what it takes to navigate the season that we're in. We're going to need power, love, and a sound mind. So I want to kind of, I know y'all been talking about Solomon and wisdom, and I, I wanted the opportunity just to give my take on it. And uh, I, I want to just, of course, we don't Solomon, right? Wisest man who ever lived. But in order to understand Proverbs, and Proverbs is the only book in the Bible that has nothing to do with eternity, nothing to do with heaven, nothing. It's not even about hell. It's about how to navigate the earth that we live on. And so he's going to write it. Young people, you ought to really lead in to go wisdom. And Solomon's going to write, but I, I want to show you where Solomon got the wisdom, how it happened to him. He wasn't born with it. 
He wasn't just, oh, when God created him, God said, I'm going to make him really wise. I want to take you back and rewind it a little bit so you can actually see what happened to Solomon. And we get to peer into the conversation he's going to have with God. We get to hear Solomon and we get to hear God. But I want to remind you of the context. Solomon is about to become the king of Israel and he's following in the footsteps of his father, king. And by the way, his father is a legend. You ever had a famous daddy or seen people who have a father who's famous and trying to follow in their footsteps? This is Solomon. David, many of you might remember, he's the giant killer. He's the one, he's the uniter of Israel. He's the one who defeated Israel's enemies. He got Israel and Judah to all join together when they were always fighting one another. So he's a legend. And now here's Solomon about to follow in the footsteps with these big old shoes he's about to put on. Let's go to the scripture and see the conversation between him and God. Now, O Lord, my God, Solomon said, You have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like, if it's in the yellow, just say it with me. I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. What virtue would you call that? What are you seeing out of Solomon already? You you don't see this out of Solomon. Yeah, new sheriff in town. Oh, let me tell, wait till I get to be king. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, are you listening, teenager? Well, when I'm a parent, wait till I'm the boss. You see the humility. And he says, and here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous, they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. I want you to see that it's not, it's not Solomon-centered. Lord, I, I need your wisdom because I see how awesome your people are. And Lord, I need an understanding heart so I can tell the difference between right or wrong. And I would even add what's good and what's God. For who by himself is able to govern these great people? And the Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice, and you didn't ask for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I'm going to give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for. Lean in, young people. I'm going to give you riches and fame. Wait a minute. So let's get this right. How many of y'all have ever read any of those stories about the people who became famous or rich overnight? Lottery winners. You ever read any of those articles about them? Most of them say in three years, they'll be broke. Why? Because they got the riches without without the wisdom. Pray for the wisdom. Pray for the wisdom. Oh, God, give me wisdom so that I can, and I love what the scripture says, so that I can grow in in riches little by little. If not, you'll become prideful. 
It's called wisdom. No other king in all the world would be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will even give you a long life. Woo. How did Solomon get this wisdom? Was he born with it? No. What happened? He asked for it. Now, I want you to remember that. I know Pastor Jacob and uh, Pastor Chris have taught y'all well, and I, I just, I'm just harmonizing with them. And I know Pastor Jacob uh, specifically, because I heard it, I listened to the podcast, talked about ways Solomon even said that you would learn wisdom. And he listed the four ways that you would find in Proverbs. And I'll just remind you, he said, number one, you're going to learn by instruction. That's where, you know what instruction is. That's when your mom and daddy said, baby, here's what you need to do. And you say, okay, mama, thank you. And you go and do that. You learn by following the instructions. How many of you appreciate instructions? How many of you are like me? You open up the thing you're supposed to put together. You look at the instructions, set it aside, and try to put it together. Okay, all right. But he said there's a second way. If you can't learn, and there's just levels. If you can't learn by instruction, then you're going to end up learning by correction, which means you're going to have to be corrected. You're going to, Heidi and I, we've, I've already, I think I shared with you guys. Did I tell you all I got a tractor? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. All right I did. Cause we bought some property. We got a tractor and I just wanted y'all to know that I got a tractor again. <laughs> Cause I'm so proud of my tractor. I think it's becoming an idol in my life. Don't y'all? <laughs> well, we've got, we've gone deeper. So we, we have an old farm dog that we inherited with this farm. He was you know, three years old when we got him. Now he's eight years old and he's losing his mojo. He's just losing it. He used to drag, um, armadillos, possums. Uh, he'd kill. What else does he drink? He's drinking, driven up, all, drug up all kinds of animals that he protects the place. He runs the pigs away, just all that. He's been losing his mojo. We knew he was losing his mojo. He's getting fat and lazy because Heidi feeds him too much. And we decided we're going to get, we're going to, we need to replace, you know, prepare for the inevitable. So Heidi did all the research and we found out the perfect farm dog, outside dog, not inside dog. If you are inside dog people, God bless you. So we said, what is the dog? They have to be tough. They have to be smart. They have to learn, be able to, and we came across and we said, okay. And so we said, German shepherds is, is, is the thing. So instead of buying one, I tell you what, you put puppies up on the screen and you got people right in the palm of your hand. <laughs> so on the right, that's boss. And uh, on the left, that's lady. And, and so that's at our, our place. And, and so they're going to be the, the farm dog. By the way, okay, look, look at the bottom of that hill where that little uh, cow feeder is at the bottom. I watched a black pig walk across there last night. I ran, got my AK, whatever they call them. What's AK, whatever? RA, what are they called? Not AK. AR, AR 15. I grabbed my 300 blackout. <laughs> and it walked, Heidi's going, there's a pig. And she'll get your gun. So I run under the, the other camp. The other service didn't have time for this story. Y'all do. I told you, Jesus saved the best wine for last. So I'm running under, she's get it, hurry. So I'm getting the gun, load it up, get it off safety, get out there. And it walked all the way across the bottom and see that, that big clump of stuff that's an old tree that's down. And as soon as it got right to the old clump of tree, I went, 
oh, and Heidi goes, you're so slow. <laughs> Would y'all pray for me right now? So this is Boston. And here's the reason, because we, I always wanted a black German shepherd and a sable one. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm, they're sweet. The black and tan, you know, the, the normal looking ones. I go, nah, I want a black one because when they grow up, they're going to look like this. Which means you're not gonna come over to my house. <laughs> I mean, at least you're gonna call first. You ain't showing up to my house unannounced. I guarantee you that. And if you do, you ain't getting out your car. Tess, <laughs> you, would you please come get the dog? <laughs> so I'm watching every video how to train them. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Cheese, cheese, they like cheese. So I got little, little pieces of cheese, put them in my pocket, and it is amazing what those dogs will do for cheese. They'll walk over, they'll sit. I mean, they're just little bitty. I'm just like, boss, sit. Cheese. So they will do everything I tell them to do. Stop it. Everything. As long as I got cheese, Heidi, she walks out and I, I learned, they, they said, make sure, you know, you're the, you're dom, you know, you, you're, you're forceful boss. Come here. He comes cheese. <laughs> Heidi walks out. She walks out. I said, baby, the problem is not the dogs. <laughs> the problem is you. You're the problem. She says, what do you mean? I said, she walks out. This is how she walks out in the morning. Hey, boss, baby, have my babies, have my ball babies. And then when she opens up the gate, they, rah, 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 rah. she's like, ah, 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 rah, rah. get off, get off, stop, stop. And then I walk out and go, boss, tease. <laughs> and, and one of the trainers said, do not correct your dogs. Do not correct your dogs. You just cheese them. And if you'll just keep cheesing their good behavior, you'll never have to correct their bad behavior. Look at me. Some of your parents are parenting like that. <laughs> oh, he getting in deep now. Oh yeah. Well, now he going to the parents. How many of you know correction is not correction is not mean. Correction is the way of God to show you that he loves you. The correction of God. There's a guy in our church in Appaloosas. I won't, I won't pick out on anybody here, but I've corrected him more, more than individually, more than any individual in my life. Correct him. I just, you can't say that. Hey, don't do that. What are you thinking? Your wife called me. Your kids pulled me aside. What's going on? Correcting, correcting, correcting. And I have to say, man, I see the hand of God on your life. God's got a purpose for you. He's going to use. I, I, yeah, don't say that. You can't do that. And he's going, why are you always on me? And I said, I'm always on you because I see the potential that's in you. If I wasn't on you, it's because I wouldn't love you. And God's going to use you mightily for his kingdom and his glory. And I'd say, just, just learn to say this. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. I receive it. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. I receive it. I said, you're lying. You don't receive it. You're right. I'm lying. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. I receive that. 
So this is, goes on for several years. Now, now today, I'll call him. I could call him today after church, and he'll answer. This first words out of his mouth. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. I received that. <laughs> Listen, correction is a way of God. Doesn't matter how old you get. Doesn't matter how long you've walked with God. Correction is not only correction, and he'll give you a rebuke. I've only had to rebuke a few people in 20, 20 years here. Just a few. That's where you go, you're about to destroy your life, and I'm standing in front of you before you run off the bridge. The Lord rebuke you. You're doing the wrong thing in the name of Jesus. And then the last is the consequences, as Pastor Jacob wrote, the consequences of a fool. That's, that's where you walk past the instruction, you walk past the correction, you didn't listen to the rebuke, and you went on and you did it anyway, and now you're paying the consequences of your choices. It's called experience. Does anybody in this room have any wisdom from some experience where you did something, let's just call it what it is, stupid in your life? Raise your hand right now. You're in church. Okay, Everybody. That last service lied through their teeth. <laughs> Bunch of liars in the nine. No, how many of you could say, I've done some, I'm raising my, both my hands. I've done some really stupid stuff. Talk to me after, and I'll tell you, because I don't want you to have to learn. Experience is not the best teacher. It's a brutal teacher. Can I get an amen from a gray hair? Hey, listen, gray-haired people, we need you now more than ever because there is not wisdom in this world. We need the gray hairs or the no hairs or the colored hair. Okay, let me help you. So, Pastor Eugene, where do I find this wisdom? Great question. Where do you find it? Solomon's actually going to tell you where to find it. Actually, he's going to say this. He's going to say, okay, look, if you want to begin to find wisdom, he actually says there's actually a beginning. There is a starting point that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of it. You want to be wise? I want to be wise. Then fear the Lord. Now we're going to have to break down fear of the Lord. What is fear? Of the, does that mean I'm scared of God? I'm afraid of the Lord? What does that really mean? The fear of the Lord. Scripture, some people will say it means the reverence of God. I think it's partially true. It means the awe of God. And I think that's true as well. It, it's, it's one of those things that you try to define, but it's best to explain. And you've probably had this happen to you before. Have you ever gone on a trip somewhere and went and saw something that was so beautiful that kind of took your breath away. You went somewhere and it kind of caused a response out of you. Heidi and I have a friend, a uh, husband and wife friend who been very kind to us and uh, give us access to a place they own. It's, it's a vineyard in California. It's very pretty and Heidi loves it. It's her favorite place in the world and it's like my number two favorite place in the world. And, and we go there, we've been there several times, and she loves John chapter 15. That's like her New Testament chapter. She loves it. She's taught on it, studied it, taught about the vine, uh, the vineyard, the, the vine dresser, and she loves the vineyard. And so we'll go there. It's kind of like a living, like a pop-up book to the Bible. 
And we've watched the workers work the vines and all of it. She, she loves it. And we go there and it's on the valley and you look down. It's just incredible. In the mornings, she'll get tea, go on the balcony. I'll get coffee, drive up or walk up and go to the top of the vineyard. And you can see the whole Sonoma Valley and all the vines throughout. And it just couldn't get my worship on. Usually when I worship, I put my earphones in and I turn on the music and sing with it. But there I don't turn on the music. I just sing because it's there. It makes you sing. It just makes you go, God. It's almost like you can hear the Holy Spirit going, pretty cool, huh? And when I get up there, I don't sing this new stuff. I go old school. I just go, amazing grace, how sweet. That saved a rich like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And then we'll go take a trip through the redwood forest is nearby. We do it every time. And you just walk through it. And it just makes you go, oh my God. It's like a cathedral that he created. It's like a church. And you walk through them and you just go, how great thou art. How great now are, and you become aware of God. Solomon was saying the starting point of wisdom is that you become aware of God. How many stupid decisions have we made where we didn't become aware of God until the end instead of being aware of God in the beginning. That's a really good word. I'm going to let that sink out. No, you became aware of God when you couldn't pay the bills because of the stupid decision. When your heart was broken because of the stupid decision, then you became aware of God in your brokenness. When he said, no, no, if you're the beginning of wisdom is the starting point. If you'll become aware of God, you'll make better decisions on the front end instead of the back end. Are y'all tracking with me this morning? Aware. That's the beginning. Y'all remember The Wizard of Oz? Y'all remember that movie? I love that movie. The beginning. Where do you, where's the beginning? What's the beginning? Where's, where's the beginning? How do I get to the, how do I get to, I remember when Dorothy was in Munchkin Land? Do you remember Munchkin Land? We are part of the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, the lollipop. Remember that? And she goes, oh, how do I get to Oz? And the good witch says, oh, just follow the yellow brick road. Follow. She says, oh, look right here. Here's the beginning. The beginning of wisdom is the awareness of God. 
Listen to me, young person. Oh, man, she's hot. God. 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 I'm going to start a bit. God. God. Anytime I'm in the awareness of God, he'll say, you need to start talking. You need to treat Heidi better. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely done. Done. You really need to zone in with your kids. You're right, Lord. I'm so sorry. Absolutely. You know what? You, you need to sacrifice more. You're right. I do. With the awareness of God, you go, whatever belongs to you, it doesn't matter. Be aware. That's the beginning of wisdom. Let me give you number two because of our time, but because you're the last service, I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> number two, where can you find the wisdom of God? It is found in the Word of God. I want you to say that with me. The Word, the Word of God. You might call it the Bible. It is the Word of God. You'll find in there, in that book, in that Bible, it's not just words on paper or wood. It is the word of God. It is living. The scripture says about itself. I'll put it on the board for you for the word of God is living and it's powerful. Say this with me. It's living and it's powerful. Say this with me. It's living and it's powerful. What does it mean? It's living. It means this. It's living. It means it, it, it can change. It can, you can read one chapter in one season of your life. You can read John 15 in one season and it'll say something to the very season that you're in. Two years can go by. You can be in a different season. Turn to John chapter 15 and it'll say something totally different to you. It is a living word. It is in there. It is the word of God. Some people say, pastor, I need the, I need a word from God. I have a word from God for you. If you'll get in the word of God, you'll get a word from God inside that book. Are y'all tracking with me today? No, no. So it's not going to work. If you, if you, if you James me, don't James me. Don't be James and me. Pastor, what's James in you? That's where you go look in the mirror and go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, but then walk right out of here and do nothing different than you did when you walked in. Don't James me. They go, no, no, I I, got to get back in my word. He'll speak to you. One word from God can change everything. Everything. One word from God. The beginning is the God awareness You're big, I'm small. Oh my God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Let me get in your book. By the way, do you know that is the prerequisite for probably God even talking to you or me? That you're already decided you're going to do what God wants you to do. And then you open the book and he'll start speaking to you. Because if you still haven't decided that you're going to do what God wants you to do, then you probably ain't going to get the word that you need. Some of you ain't picking up what I'm laying down. We want to hear the word of God so we can decide whether we want to do that or not, or just use that as another option. Until you're sold out with the beginning, I'm sold out to him and I'll do whatever he wants. Then he starts speaking. This side didn't quite get it, but maybe this side. Did y'all get it? Watch it. Okay, righteous. It's the word. It's living and it's powerful. And let me give you the third. Where can you find this wisdom? 
Beginning, the awareness of God, the submission to God, his ways. Two, to go back to this book, the word of God. And then let me give you the third place you'll find the wisdom is in the people of God. Just let me look around the room. Okay, let me, let me just make sure I see all of you. Smile at me when I, when I make eye contact with you. Yeah, some of you are mad at me. I can tell right now. I'm just looking. I'm looking. Hey, how y'all doing? Good to see you. I just want to make sure I get everybody eye contact with everybody. Just real quick. Just, just bear with me. Let's see over here. Right through there. Right through there. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? There is some wisdom in this room. You have done some stupid stuff in your life. How many of you say, I really have? <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out a couple of you. I want you all to come up here and just share your story <laughs> real quick. That would be good. Just come on up here. Just come on up here. No, no, let's don't do it that way. What if we did it this way? What if I said, okay, how many of you need some wisdom? You're you're facing something now that you need a word of wisdom on right now. If you could get it, it could just probably change a lot in your life. How many of you just go, man, I I got some kids, stuff, family, marriage, business with you, you just name it, right? Okay, okay, let's start bringing, and I'm not actually gonna do that, but okay, you, uh, lady, uh, ma'am, I saw your hand up, come on now. She comes up. She... Yes. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. You are so wonderful. Well, thank you. Okay. Here's, here's what I, I was just wondering. My husband and I, we just really haven't been connecting. We've just been so going far apart. And just, I just wondered if anybody just would have any wisdom for me. How many of you would say, I got some wisdom for her? I've had that happen in our marriage. And we got through that. See, anybody here with any wisdom? Okay, I mean, I'm not going to bring you up. Some of, you, some of you got some wisdom, and I'd say, okay, great. Listen, I want you and your husband to get with her and her husband, and I want y'all to connect, because she's got the wisdom that you need. And brought the man up. Yeah, me and my teenage son, he's 16. We're just, man, we're just not clicking. We're not getting along. I mean, I try to take him hunting and fishing, but he don't want to go. He's into this game stuff, and I just don't know how to connect with him. How many of you have ever walked through that and said, I can help him? I can help him. Okay, some of you quit raising your hand like you've done everything, right? Because you, I could raise, I could raise my hand because I've walked through that with my son. Like he, we weren't connecting. I'm thinking, I want to make him a hunter, and he's like, Dad, you want to play video games? I had to learn how to play video games because the object wasn't for him to like what I like. The object was for me to connect with him. So I ran, uh, whatever that game was. I don't even remember it was is killing game. You shoot people. I mean, in Jesus name, we did it. We played, we're Christians. And I would say, William, there's a guy on the right. He, oh, God, thanks dad. I was like the spotter. I'm I'm, I'm the guy that, I don't know if you ever played like the guy in the corner and I couldn't, you couldn't move your avatar out of the way. He's like, dad, get out of the corner. I don't know how to do it. He's stuck. Just watch me. Okay. Y'all check in with me. The wisdom that you might need is in the room. 
So you got to walk out of here going, I don't know what we're going to do, honey. And she's going, well, did you ever think about asking somebody? I ain't never thought of that. <laughs> no, I just figured it out myself. How's that working out for you? So how do you get it? How do you get it? This is so deep. I don't think the nine o'clock got it. That's how deep it is. I think the eight o'clock got it because there was a lot of gray hair in that eight o'clock. You ready? You're not going to like the answer. This is too easy, but yet too deep. You get it by asking. You just ask. So that begs another question. Then why wouldn't we ask? Oh, there could only be one answer to that. You know what it is, don't you, Maggie? Most people that's got wisdom, they're not troubled by that. They're honored by that. They go, oh, let me tell you this scar I got. This is when I started a business when I shouldn't have. And look over here. This is my first wife. This is my second wife. That's my third wife. Then I found Jesus, and that became my last wife. Oh, let me tell you about my kids. Let me tell you the mistakes I made. All of this wisdom was at your fingertips and all you had to do was ask. In fact, Jesus is going to tell us, James is going to write, excuse me, James is going to tell us, he found, watch this. This is so awesome. This is so crazy. I love this. This is the Pastor Jacob version, the Pastor, the Pastor translation. And if anyone longs to be wise... Anybody here long to be wise? You're not born wise. Nobody's wise. We all start at the same place. Foolish, selfish, independent, prideful. But he said, James, does anyone here long to be wise? I can see him asking, anybody? No, I'm asking. Does anybody, anybody here long to be wise? He said, if you long to be wise, all you have to do is ask our Lord Jesus Christ. Ask God. Ask God for, ask God for wisdom. And he will give it. Watch what it says. He'll give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over buying that house you could not afford because you wanted to impress people you didn't like. He will not scold you over buying that car that you didn't really need because the one you had was just fine. He will not scold you over the relationship mistakes that you made in the past because you were looking for your own identity and security in something else other than God. 
I won't scold you over that. I won't over scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. What a Jesus we serve. What a God we serve. And say, no, no, I'm not going to hold that against you. Look at me. He holds none of it against you. He said, if you want to be wise, all you got to do is, then why don't we ask? Some of you need to walk out today and ask some questions. Oh, you're not going to get them all right. But you got to get the big ones right. You got to get the big ones right. With Pastor Chris, last service was honoring me, telling, telling y'all how wonderful I am. And most of it was true. I'm, I'm pretty awesome. I'm joking. He's amazing. But I was sitting, I'm sitting there thinking, and my mind goes back to 30, almost 35 years ago. Heidi and I have been married 32. Almost 35 years ago. I had the opportunity to go to lunch with a tall Mexican man. Tallest Mexican man I've ever met. And I sat across the table as a young man in ministry who had no clue, nothing. And I looked across the table and I said, can you help? I have no idea what I'm doing. Could I call you and ask you questions? Would you help me? He looked across and pushed his glasses up. Went, sure, I'll help you. And then I had a yellow pad. I said, good. I had a bunch of questions. Question number one. I didn't know that asking that one question 35 years ago would lead me to here to tell you you're one question away from opening the door to a destiny in your life. And pride would keep you from asking it. One question might just change the course of your life. Ask it. Humble yourself before God and others and ask. That's why God gave Solomon wisdom. And he's not a respecter of persons and he'll give it to you too. Do you receive this? Let me pray over you the same prayer the Apostle Paul prayed over the Ephesians. I pray over this church family, Father. Forgive us for our pride. Forgive me for my pride. There's been many days, Lord, I never ask a question because I didn't want people to think I didn't have it all together. Forgive me of my pride. And I pray that you would forgive us for acting in a way that was prideful and not showing humility. And I ask Jesus that you would now give this congregation. I'm asking you, Jesus, the glorious Father, may you give the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon your people. Wisdom 
and revelation upon your people so they may know you better. In the name of Jesus, I pray.